Welcome back to another episode of the Geeking Darians. It is I, your good old friend Eli, and Joey. What's up, guys? And we're here to ring in the new year. Yay! Well, you know, by the time of the recording, it's still not the new year. But the time it comes out, it's the new year, twenty twenty one. Oh, let's hope it's uh, let's hope it's good. I don't hope for anything. Uh, just hope uh, it's, it's you know. Has Wonder Woman taught you nothing, Joy? That's what we're going to be talking about today, right? <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Wonder Woman 1984, and this is a uh, full-on spoiler review. Um, by the time it comes out, um, it's been at least what two weeks since it's released. It's going to be, you know, everyone's at least seen it. We're going to go full spoilers, talk about every nook and cranny that I'm at to rephrase that because it's going to sound really weird. I'm sorry. I uh, listen. You know, I we... stopped myself. Yes, we, you know, it's, we're, we're going head first, you know, spoilers into, abound. Into one Woman 1984. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyways, uh, so we're going to talk about everything. Um, from the good, the bad, um, maybe some of the things that people consider controversial. Maybe we don't know. I mean, a lot of stuff has come out since the movie has been released, so we might talk about that. Yeah, you know, it's, um. Uh... A lot of the interesting opinions out there for this movie. Yeah. And I think it's best to start off with, uh, Joe, your thoughts on the film. Stuff that you liked, stuff that you didn't like. And then, you know, I go with mine, and then we discuss the, the movie as a whole. Right. So, Wonder Woman 1984 is a, uh, obviously a sequel to the uh, first one. Uh, it obviously takes place in 1984. Um, has Wonder Woman sort of... Uh, doing wonder woman things but like is able to like i don't know people like don't know who she is exactly but she's she goes out you know saving people that sort of stuff um which already comes into like probably one of the issues with that with the movie i have uh but i'll discuss it once i finish giving most of my general thoughts and the good stuff mm-hmm. um you know she's uh going around uh she's friends she starts befriending this uh this uh lady at a at this museum yeah, right Barbara uh, Minerva who is uh Minerva I'm sorry who who is our cheetah of the film yeah who becomes cheetah later on in the film and uh yeah played like, by Kristen Wiig yeah you played by Kristen Wiig um so yeah you know it's uh they get to talking and they discover well I, well they discover that uh, a robbery that Roman stopped it turns mm-hmm. out like they were trying to steal some artifacts one of these artifacts is a, like a, a stone. A wishing stone. Yes, which is sort of the MacGuffin of the film, which uh, pretty much grants any wish you, like you know, think about. Mm-hmm. With it, you know, um, Barbara wishes that she was just like Diana, which basically makes her slowly turns her into like a second Wonder Woman, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and while Diana, while not stating her wish. Uh, she, you know, obviously wishes to be mm-hmm. with Steve, uh, Trevor again, mm-hmm. you know, who was that dead and it's been a couple, uh, decades since. Mm-hmm. And obviously there's a, uh, sort of a, I guess the sort of main villain overall, uh, Max, uh, Lord. Yeah. Maxwell Lord played by Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Who's, uh, basically this sort of TV personality, t- uh, turned, uh, uh, sort of oil tycoon kind of thing. Kind of oil tycoon. Yeah, basically, sort of like invest in my in my oil stock, and you'll get rich stuff, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he and he was, I think, I think he was the one who actually had the 
Was he the one that like started the heist, or is that just like a separate thing? I I honestly don't know. I I think I might have been a separate thing because I feel like I, I could have sworn he bought it. He definitely got got the stone off of uh, 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 Barva. Uh, yeah. Because he essentially has been researching the stone and mm-hmm. wants the stone, and in order to essentially achieve his dreams of just you know, of uh, you know being sort of like taking over the world, right? Kind of. I, I. We'll discuss that in a minute. Okay. All right. All right. Basically, yeah, he, he takes the stone. He essentially wishes the stone as himself. So now he is the one that can conduit wishes, and he uses that to cause all sorts of chaos around the world. Mm-hmm. And it's up to Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor to stop him before it's too late. Because the thing about the wishing stone is that it's a monkey's paw. Yeah, and so essentially if you wish for something, you know, there's consequences to your wishes. Exactly, and in this case, with Wonder Woman's wish to bring back Steve Trevor... It causes her to lose a good chunk of her abilities, and she's not as powerful as she is. Which, uh, I might have to come to the question later, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, obviously, uh, Barbara loses her sort of, like, uh, her, like, sort of her best traits as a person, mm-hmm. or for all that strength, and Maxwell Lord, essentially... Because he's the Wishing Stone now. Yeah, because he's the Wishing Stone now, he starts to basically start to die, because he... Is granting all these people's wishes and is he becomes like I want he becomes obsessed. Yeah, and he also just with granting wishes. He becomes obsessed and essentially also uses I think as a side effect like when he makes wish when someone makes a wish on him he sort of takes something from them Mm -hmm. because he you know it's because of the monkey paw thing. So his whole goal by the end is to try to live forever because he quickly realizes that oh shit I'm dying from this stuff and obviously. uh, once they figure out that we gotta stop Maxwell Lord, uh, Barbara is like, uh, no. Ooh, I like being strong, pretty, and smart. Yeah, I like this new me. You won't take that from me. And mm-hmm. then she switches sides to join Maxwell Lord, beats a Wonder Woman. Um, Becomes Cheetah. Basically, by the end of the movie, because uh, she sort of like renegotiates her wish to become like pretty much like this like she calls herself an, like the apex predator and mm-hmm. he sort, she sort of becomes cheetah by the end of the movie Somehow. well yeah the phrasing is sort of like yeah and she's wearing like uh like sort of like cheetah pattern mm-hmm. stripes on, on her at the time uh basically yeah they head to the uh, maxwell or tries to use this secret uh super mm-hmm. secret u.s uh thing that controls all the tv waves mm-hmm. to pretty much funnel people's wishes into him so that way he could basically be immortal but at the same time uh Cause chaos around the world, mm. which is no bueno. Uh, never bueno. Yeah, yeah. It's never bueno. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Um, Wonder Woman comes in. Uh, Wonder Woman realizing that in order to stop the wishes, she either has to kill Maxwell Lord or convince him to convince him and pretty much everybody to renounce their wishes. Yeah. So that way, you know, all of it stops. Mm-hmm. So she even reluctantly renounces her wish to be with Steve Trevor. And he basically disappears. Um, so that's gaining the, her powers back. And she goes and uh, basically fights Ma- uh, Cheetah to a standstill. And then goes after Maxwell Lord. He's like, I'm in control now. Uh, I didn't get any, I'm getting everybody's wishes. There's nothing that can stop me. But Diana, using the lasso of truth, is able to sort of uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> basically turn things around and, and uses him as a conduit to tell everybody to, hey, renounce your wishes. Mm. You know, listen, we get it. We have things in our lives that we want that are changed or better or whatever. But there's just, you got to st- take a step back and realize that you, you can't, sometimes you can't have what it's, you wish for. It's literally, it's literally like, I'm just going to pause the movie right now with Dynamite and Soapbox and tell you, the audience, what you should feel. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's it's kind of like that, because especially because uh one one thing that helps Maxwell Lord essentially realizes that he stopped is because he has a son who quickly realize he he realizes that oh uh I've been accidentally granting wishes to people uh to the U S and Soviet Union and now they're about to enter a nuclear Armageddon and my son's in danger and I have to save my son because he's because he he sort of realizes that mm-hmm. you know the one thing he, he cares about the most is his son and he's about to lose him so he renounces his wish and with that everything else sort of falls into place and uh yeah she uh, wonder woman saves the day everything comes back to normal mm-hmm. and you know by giving a big speech yeah so it's sort of how the movie ends is sort of just like one woman looking out into sort of like sort of this christmas day uh yeah, scene. remember it was released in Christmas. I mean, yeah, yeah. So, to <laughs> be fair, it was it would probably would have released a lot earlier, but yeah. due to current events, uh, they decided to release this on HBO Max, mm-hmm. uh, which is something that I think HBO Max, uh, Warner Bros. is going to be doing with a lot of their films uh, for from told I think twenty twenty one at least. Yeah, a lot of their films are going to be either be releasing if they can in home in theaters or streaming through HBO Max, which I think is actually kind of interesting and. Thankfully, they don't charge you like an extra thirty dollars just to watch the movie. I know you're still upset on the long. Listen, uh, you know uh, it's not worth it for the quality of that film. <laughs> true, uh, true, true. But yeah, no. Uh, overall, my thoughts on uh, Wonder Woman 1984 is it is okay. It's a bit problematic in some areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think half of it does have to do with sort of the plot of this wishing. Uh, stone mm-hmm. it's just it's just kind of hard to like i guess put that into uh, a decent plot um uh overall mm-hmm. uh also the villains are uh just kind of in, uh, not not necessarily bad but just all right i mean mm-hmm. i think you have a problem with cheetah just because yeah, I, I get to mine yeah, just to how uh, how she's used overall. Uh, Maxwell Lord for me is a uh, sort of uh, I don't know. He's he's interesting. I feel like the movie tries to paint him, I guess, as a analog to. Um, and I know this is gonna sound weird uh, to, to to Donald Trump because uh, I, 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 it's kind of weird. Uh, both. I think they try, and it's sort of like just to, I guess they just use Donald Trump as sort of like oh he, that's at the time Donald Trump was you know this businessman who was getting really popular at the time so by the way we're not trying to get political yeah we're not obviously trying to get political here like uh, you know they're not doing that but obviously Donald Trump was a big uh, uh, entrepreneur in the eighties that's where he got like sort of his start in terms of like television and stuff like that. So they kind of, I think, draw parallels to him, mm-hmm. but not fully. It's just like you see echoes of that, which yeah. is interesting. Uh, 
just for that reason. Obviously, mm-hmm. like I don't think uh, Maxwell Lord here is as, uh, I guess one would say, controversial as Donald Trump is in the real world. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I guess they sort of thought, who is the best uh, analog for this character who's supposed to be like a billionaire or whatever? Uh, in so someone who's who, who is very greedy. Yeah, it would be a rich person. Yeah, how and someone from the '80s would be. It would be you know when you think of a rich person from the '80s, it would be Donald Trump. Yeah, basically. So you know they sort of do that, which I find interesting. Um, and you know they give him a bit of a redemption arc at the end. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I guess it's my turn to say my thoughts. Uh, I'm with you 100 percent on this. Is just an okay movie. You know I've heard before that some people say, "Oh, this is the worst one. This is the this is terrible." And like I finally put, you know, finally sitting down and watching it, I, I came out like, this isn't bad. There's some things I don't, I'm not okay with, and some things that I'm like, you know, this could have been better, or you didn't explain this well, or like, oh hold up, if she could do this, if Wonder Woman could do this, this specific scene I'm talking about, it's the invisible jet scene, which, like, oh no, it looks really, it's it's cool. We finally got the invisible jet in, in, on on the silver screen. But the explanation of how we got the 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 invisible jet is kind of a uh, questionable. I mean, yeah, uh, they sort of explain it as sort of Wonder Woman because she's the daughter of Zeus, and she, she he made a uh, he made their mascara and hid it away. Yeah, um, she was like, I've been trying to figure out like if I could do that, and I did it once before. I'm gonna try to see if I can do it again here because you know they're yeah. they're gonna they're about to get shot down mm-hmm. because they're flying a jet and in a fly zone sort of thing. And uh, she manages to do it, which I was I I I I I would think I remember saying that that's actually really cool. Like, because mm. it's like one of the cheesier things of like Wonder Woman's whole thing is that she has an invisible jet. How can you do that in real in this sort of realistic yeah. thing? And like they you know they sort of tie it to that, and it's like oh that's a neat way to do it. Like, granted, it is kind of it's still dumb. It's it's dumb because when you think about it as an established power that she has one that she doesn't really have in the comics from the last I checked two it's like it's like you could have done this at any point during like the doomsday fight the steppenwolf fight or anything like that yeah yeah it's very like and i think that's the problem i have with the movie uh is that there it, it does a lot of things that sort of mm-hmm. uh I guess retcon some things mm-hmm. of, of the current lore. Um, one being like Wonder Woman, obviously still doing some side uh, rescuing stuff. Which, if we recall from Batman v Superman, she's like, you know, I haven't like done anything for the past like hundreds of years or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I so we were supposed to sort of believe that you know she only participated in World War One and perhaps you know the loss of Steve Trevor caused her to just sort of turn away and just sort of like be in the shadows mm-hmm. i guess which i guess kind of is the is what happens here but at the same time it's sort of odd that like people obviously talk about her like mm-hmm. who is this mysterious woman that just shows up sometimes you know and you know it's it's sort of like that doesn't really it's it's like it's kind of like it's it, it makes you feel glad that she might have at least done something during like world war Two or 
Yeah, yeah, it, it, it does sort of bring up that sort of like maybe she did go do stuff like during all these other times because that is sort of the weird thing of at least mm-hmm. Batman v Superman is like oh you only came out in World War One and then like you went back into hiding so you didn't help out in World War Two or any other mm-hmm. crazy conflicts that might have needed you know someone like you but here maybe you know she was able yeah. to do something. It's, like that. it's the thing that we're like hey you know people will talk about you they might. Th- like they might do some kind of conspiracy theory thing about like who was this strange woman? She's been here and she's been here. What is she? What is she? Kind of stuff. Yeah, and it seems like in as far as in the first one movie, like that picture of her with her uh, World War One uh, buddies buddies seemed like the only defining evidence of her around. But clearly, if she was operating around in the eighties, then someone must have at least maybe gotten some footage of her. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean it's interesting it's, it's it's a little questions it's, yeah it's it's stuff like that it sort of does the thing obviously mm-hmm. when you talk about the invisible powers that you can just conjure people to be invisible or objects to be mm-hmm. invisible then yeah i can, I mean i can maybe understand why she wouldn't do that in a fight because she might because i was giving this that she might not know how to turn it off like i mean or like it maybe requires a bit of concentration and she can't do that in the middle of a fight but yeah, but, it, it, but and like um, I'll get more into this as we go on. But like this is the beginning of one of my problems that I have with it. There's not a clear enough time to explain in a movie that's already two and a half hours long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think uh, is interesting because I remember uh, we paused it to go for for a little bit of bathroom break, and I was like, we're only an hour in. It doesn't feel like an hour to me. I feel yeah. like we've been doing some uh, weird, pointless. Uh, build up i guess i don't know and like uh, i'll give this a positive i like the i like the relationship between trevor uh steve trevor and and diana prince the Wonder woman that's still gold there's a scene where you and i just bursted out laughing yeah and it's like that seems like such a real thing to say yeah yeah and obviously it's nice to see them interacting again and they and obviously chris pine and uh, uh Gagado uh still have a pretty good chemistry uh, playing these characters, so th- it's nice that like one of the good parts of the first one also, manages to come in the second. Also, one. Also, I think I forgot to mention this: the beginning of the movie is like sort of um, Themyscira's version of the triathlon, I guess. Yeah, there, and that was a cool scene. Yeah, yeah, that whole sequence at the beginning, which is sort of like, kind of like I guess helps explain a bit of the moral of the movie in a mm-hmm. sense, sort of like you know, truth, always be truthful, kind of thing, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So yeah, it was you know it's interesting seeing a uh, young Diana just sort of trying to run this whole thing, and you know it's, it's nice visual shots. Mm-hmm. There are some parts where like the CGI looks a little wonky. Yeah. But I mean, I kept pointing it out. Yeah. But you know, I I, I mean, also say this: it's a little Diana, like a little kid, at least twelve years old, going up against fully grown women. Yeah, yeah, and you know the fact that she's like, you know, she's almost close, but not quite but because uh, she took a shortcut. She cheated, basically. Yeah, like, she missed uh, one of the arrows, uh, mm-hmm. one of the targets she was supposed to hit, and decided to just take a shortcut to catch up and mm-hmm. be the first one to, you know, throw a spear through a hole, And but obviously, uh, mm-hmm. her, I think, aunt, right? Yeah, Hippolyta. Hippolyta's like, nope! Mm-hmm. Like, like, you cheated. No. That's, this is not the way. And she, she um, thankful, and the child actress gave a great performance in that scene, with, like, saying, but I could've won! And stuff, but yeah, like, it was a solid child actor. It's a solid, solid moment, and it's it's such it's such a nice, and I really love that moment. Just like you know, um, a, a young, you know, Diana, 
getting these great lessons from these two people that she loved. It's great to see that again because that's one thing I feel like this. I'll say this: I feel like this movie kind of missed that that sort of feeling, that sort of like you know charm that the first one had. Yeah, yeah, I can understand what you mean by that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'll say this: uh, aside from that, there's some also great moments. Um, there's some really good funny moments too. I didn't laugh out loud, but I'm like, huh, that's funny. Like the scene where um, Barbara, she starts realizing she's super strong. She starts lifting a lot of bigger weights and like shocking all the guys, which is like the funniest thing I've seen. Yeah, in the movie. which I mean, I think might lead to one of the other talking points is that uh, this movie does have a bit of a, some cheesy moments here and there. Yeah, um, there's some moments where, and, and we can go full more into this a little bit later, but there's some moments that I'm like, that's some, like some nice cheese. But then it's like, okay, calm down now. This is a little... Yeah, this is a little over the top. Yeah. There's, there's a moment... Like, I, I remember hearing this from a review when they, once that um, it goes from, like, Superman level, uh, you know, Richard Donner, Superman level cheese to, like, all, to all the way to Superman 4, Quest for Peace cheese. Yeah, yeah. And I, I will admit, like, the ending sort of, I think, evocates that kind of mm-hmm. feeling of, I think, what you mean of the Superman 4 stuff mm-hmm. um obviously like diana essentially talking to everybody and having them sort of renounce their wishes and giving them all a bit of a, a pep talk speech or whatever is kind of reminiscent of the ending of superman 4 uh titled the quest for peace uh where he just sort of just grabs all the nukes at the end and just throws it into the sun it's like now i've solved the, the nuclear crisis all the nukes are gone which is four years before it happens yeah which is it's just kind of funny um i don't know if it was i don't know i feel like maybe some of that stuff was intentional just because of the time period this movie set in mm-hmm. where a lot of that stuff is probably a bit, a bit more where a lot of that stuff is happening um but yeah it's uh i think it, yeah there's the solid action scenes um cheetah looks uh all right yeah, she look all right. Like in live action, thankfully she doesn't look like uh, uh, anything from Cats. Thankfully, they decided not to do that. Thank God. You know, it actually got at least a bit of face makeup on her mm-hmm. a little bit, which looked pretty nice. Um, there was, I think, uh, one of the more. Uh, I'll, I'll say this. Um, like I think you mentioned earlier the wishes. Some of the wishes um, made sense. A bit and some of the monkey paw results also made sense but there's some other stuff i'm like wait how does that work right and then like there are times where i'm like okay wait are they i mean this is probably for me personally but i feel like sometimes they kept breaking the rules of the wishes mm-hmm. like there's moments where max okay, it's established that you can only make one wish per person and you can't you know unless you rescind you can't do anything about it and there was a scene where like maxwell lord looked at talked to barbara and she's like I can get you one more wish. He's like, but I thought you can't do that. I'm like, ah, I make the rules, man. I make the rules with the wishes. And I'm like, uh, okay. Wait, are we... And, like, the way he, he did it, okay, uh, that made sense. Okay. I was a little more concerned because I was like, okay, are you about to break your rules? You, you, so you, you didn't break the rules, but you kind of, like, bend it a little too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a bit of loopholes here. Yeah. There. Which is, like kind of like questionable i guess yeah because you would think it'd be a little more literal but because that's what monkey paws tend to be they tend to be very literal 
It's like uh, the minus touch. Like I want anything I touch to return to gold. They also, but that also includes gold and your daughter and I mean your food. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. it's sort of that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say, um, uh, there's a whole like. I think uh, the whole uh, thing with uh, Steve Trevor. Yeah, how he became, that, that was a, that was a big bit of a controversy when that when that happened. Um, at least you know some people were saying. Mm. Um, because the thing with Steve Trevor is that he himself doesn't come back. He sort of inhabits some other dude's body, mm -hmm. and like to everybody else, he looks like that dude. Mm -hmm. It's including to you know, Steve Trevor when he looked into a mirror. But for Diana, she just sees Steve there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think for some people it's like, it, that's kind of weird, right? Yeah. It, you know, it's like, a lot of people are just sort of like... Because, like, she's it's essentially, you know, of course, they haven't seen her a long time, each other in a long time. They, you know, have very tender romantic moments. They make love. And then at that point, you're like, but wait, is it... We know the reason why, but what about the guy who's... Steve's body is inhabiting. What is like? It's that weird area that we're like, uh, questionable. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think from like, I guess in my head canon, it's more sort of like he's just kind of like in a bit of a deep sleep and doesn't know what's happening. But then when you go further into that thought process, it's even more questionable. Yeah, you know, it's it's just something that I guess uh, it didn't it didn't hit them until. Like, someone said it. Yeah, I think it's just something that maybe it was like uh, done in the writers' room that no one really put in, put much that much thought into. But as you know, people are like sort of I think making uh, inferences and sort of analyzing mm. the movie. They're sort of like that's kind of weird. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I don't think it's uh, yeah. I don't think it was intentional. Yeah, I don't think it was definitely intentional by uh, uh, mm. the director or anyone in the writing room. It's just sort of just like one of those weird like oversights that just kind of like. I'm surprised uh, they didn't try to make some other weird way to make it, uh, you know. I mean, the other thing is that he just apparates in front of everybody. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I guess when I remember seeing the trailer that, you know, Steve Trevor was back, I just assumed, like, he was legitimately, like, he just got brought back to life, you mm -hmm. know. Like, uh, not like he came out of a grave or anything, but, like, he there just sort no of... Grave. Yeah, he just sort of just pops up one day in the middle like, of... Like, yeah, kind of like in a weird, like, Terminator style where he just, like, pops into the middle of an alleyway just completely butt-naked. It's like, where the hell am I? <laughs> you know what? That would totally work as a Eddie's reference. I mean, yeah, I mean, that that could have... Yeah, I think that would have been kind of funny. Uh, but, you know, it's it's just kind of a weird, like, mm -hmm. little thing that, uh, that people have been talking about online. Just wanted to address that real quick. Yeah, it's... it's like, and I'm not saying it's not something we, we you shouldn't talk about. But also, we gotta realize maybe this wasn't the intention of the directors or anyone in charge. It just happened to be that sort of situation, and like, just happened to look kind of gross. And yeah, I mean, it's weird because like, there's moments in this movie where, and I don't know about you, but I feel like it's weird that most of the dudes in this this movie and centered around a uh, female superhero. A lot of dudes, except for like me, one except for maybe Steve Trevor, are kind of assholes. A little bit, a little bit. Um, 
a lot of uh, there's a, there there are moments I think with uh, Barbara because uh, you know before especially Barbara yeah because before she you know makes her wish to be just like Diana uh, she's uh, sort of the kind of nerdy bookwormy uh, kind of girl and like everybody just sort of like ignores her ignores her granted just uh, an equal amount of women do that to her anyway it's not just true. guys who just be like true, eh, true. no one cares about you like her boss is like. I'm looking for Barbara. Oh, that's me. Wait, you're Barbara? <laughs> like you hired me. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. That's that has to suck for her. Yeah, but like, but I, and I get that. It's but there's like there's and <laughs> there's a moment where literally just I think the reason I'm saying that is because the there you know once uh, Barbara wishes that she's like more like uh, Diana, it's where like I start feeling like oh, okay, this is kind of. You know, it's kind of gross where all the dudes are now hitting on her just because she just got pretty, you know. It's like there's no just normal dude. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you mean. Um, I get what you mean. Uh, it, it, it is, I mean, to be fair, a lot of dudes do that to Diana herself as well. They're yeah. just sort of like trying to hit on her. She has like this guy who works at the White House who's been trying to, constantly been trying to like get on a date with her. He's like, not the time. <laughs> You know, friend zone. Yes, yeah. It's it's just it, you know it is kind of weird that like a lot of guys, except for Street Fair, obviously, because you know he's already like mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's already human. no, he's more like he's already like with Diana, mm-hmm. so he's like it's fine or whatever. Um, yeah, it is kind of weird that that kind kind of happens a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, like I think I don't know the homeless guy is pretty all right. He's pretty all right. Uh, he's like he's just the homeless guy. I mean, yeah, it. Yeah, it, I think that is a bit weird for like some of the side characters, or like I guess like background male characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it, I, it, it just it feels very stereotypical. Yeah, yeah, I, I get what you mean by yeah. that. And I'm not saying this is a big, you know, problem for the movie. I think it's just a problem I have with you know its sort of depiction. Like not saying like I'm I'm a dude, you know, I and I know. That some of them, some people are like that, but this is a little excessive. You yeah, know, yeah, that's yeah. What, that's all I'm saying. Like, I get what you're trying to say, but I feel like you went a little too hard on it. Yeah, I I definitely understand what you mean by mm-hmm. that. Um, it it just sort of like I, I guess for some people it it would just come off as a little bit like, all right, we get we we get we get the message, all right, mm-hmm. we don't you don't have to keep uh, mm-hmm. just pushing it in there. Yeah, you can't keep you can't beat us over the head with it, and. Yeah, I mean that's 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 most of what I, what I thought. You know, what else do you want to talk about the movie? Um, I'm trying to think of. I don't know. It just, I I will. It is just kind of like I think. Uh, I think another interesting thing uh, I forgot to mention is that uh, they like there's like just one the one like the scene where Maxwell Lord goes to the president. Mm-hmm. I think we both had a very bit of a. Yeah, we had to pause the movie for a minute. Yeah, it was like a wait, what kind of thing? Because it felt like they were trying to imply. Because first of all, um, despite uh, I think uh, because it feels like the DC universe definitely takes a lot. At least in the movies, sort of takes a lot of real life. Like mm-hmm. in Batman v Superman, you see a lot of actual real world people, like Neil deGrasse Tyson, John Stewart, being in these things. So when we c- come here in 1984, uh, we have him go to the president, and you're expecting like either a Reagan lookalike or they maybe they deep, deep faked Reagan face or something like that. And no, it's not even. It doesn't. 
It's like, it, it doesn't look like a, a guy a, mm. who looks remotely like uh, and, and, Ronald and Reagan. And we're not saying it, it should have been Ronald Reagan, but the, the way it's written, it's like you feel like that president sort of... And this is what I mean earlier about the rules <laughs> are confusing. Because that because the the writing the, the the president was saying was more like oh I'm I wish to be president yeah yeah that's kind of the thing right mm-hmm. like he's sort of like uh, he has this bit of a confused look for like the first minute a couple of minutes mm-hmm. he's like uh, I mean like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's sort of, yeah it, it feels like he's maybe someone who wished to be the president but then Maxwell Lord comes in and is like. I want you. Uh, you want. You want to wish. Uh, I'll give you some wishes. You want to put more uh, nukes near the Russians? Yeah, I could do that. You know, it's like, do some wishes here. And it's like, wait. So you mean this is the president? Then why is he acting like he has no idea what's going on? Shouldn't he at least understand a little bit of like, okay, there's some serious stuff here. I need to be starting. I need to be figuring stuff out. Who are you, Maxwell Lord? You you want to help me? Sure. I guess I can. I can use your help or whatever. Not sort of like. Uh, I don't know what's going on. I, I, I I'm just I'm lost. And I, I'm willing to give the benefit of the doubt to say maybe he felt that way because someone wished, because some we know someone wished for Maxwell Lord to meet the president. So maybe that's why he's like weirded out, like, wait, why am I here? Kind of stuff. But like you know, it's it's it, it feels weird because that's the first thing he thought of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, 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 I guess like the, I think that's like the one scene where it's just like I, I could use a little bit more of like explanation. Mm-hmm. Like, is this guy actually the president? Is he a guy who wished himself to be president, or is he just sort of a bit confused because of that earlier wish of like I want to meet the president? Mm-hmm. And he's like, or maybe like I was on Air Force One a couple of minutes ago, but now I'm back in my office. I don't, I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. Like if it was like a line like that, I'd be like, oh, okay, all right. So that's mm-hmm. that's what happened. But it doesn't seem like it. But it's it's a bit confusing. Yeah. But I'll I, I will let it, I'll I'll let it slide just because I think it's like the one. I think that's for for me. That's like yeah. the one moment where it's sort of like, is is this like a wish or is it? Like it takes you out of the movie. A little bit, yeah. And like going back to so so going back to the cheetah thing, I I said this when we were watching the end, uh, towards the end of the movie. I felt disappointed with cheetah mm-hmm. because cheetah's like cheetah's kind of like. You know, the Joker to Batman, Lex Luthor to Superman. They're 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 the most iconic, you know, villain next to same some other character. And you kind of hope that she would have more of a antagonistic role, but it doesn't happen towards till the end of the movie. Yeah, I get what you mean. Like, cause for like the first two half, for the first two thirds of this movie, uh, uh. Barbara is sort of just like she's like developing uh, her powers. She's sort of developing mm-hmm. who she is, and uh, she has this one moment where you sort of like see her like really embracing just her newfound power by just beating up this guy who tried to I guess assault her earlier in the movie. But, same like, guy just, twice too. Yeah, it's the same guy. Uh, so you know she just like just beats him down in front of the uh, front of the uh, homeless guy that she likes to help, and she's like he's like what are you what are you doing? Why are you why are you mm-hmm. why are you being like this? And it's like. It's none of your business. I'm leaving. It's like, yeah, you know, it, it's sort of like that sort of the moment where you're like, oh, she's like really, mm-hmm. po- like she's bought into her power now. Mm-hmm. She's really like a uh, power hungry at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, and yeah, it's, it, it's, it, I'm not saying uh, Kristen Wiig as, as Cheetah wasn't bad, but just like, it just feels so underwhelming because you kind of expect it more. And then, and then there's Maxwell Lord. We get his like, his stuff and he's pretty 
Pedro Pascal does a good job with him. Yeah. Because like I feel like this like had it been anyone else, they wouldn't have done a good job with you know with the, the way they written that character. Because he he was a little too everywhere. That you know, if, if, I can see like any actor giving it giving him like a little too much, you know, being a little too hammy. He gave it just the right amount to where it was fine. Yeah. And you know, like, we can also kind of ignore the the kid he had, Alistair. Yeah, you know, is you know, their relationship is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he obviously he's, like, buys into the wishes so much that he sort of like kind of ignores his kid, mm-hmm. and you know that's kind of sad for him. Mm-hmm. Um, we see a little bit of his backstory in the last few minutes, though. Yeah, yeah, and we sort of like come to at least slightly understand where he's coming from, mm-hmm. which honestly did, doesn't surprise me because at least just judging from his character, it's like okay, I can kind of see some deep seated issues of. Mm-hmm. in his past that might lead him to be like this now yeah. um but yeah uh going back to cheetah i i think yeah i do sort of i guess understand why you would feel that she's a bit underutilized mm-hmm. um i mean i guess for me i think it's just for me i think uh i think probably the issue is just that uh sadly wonder woman's villains rogues are are, are just aren't as iconic as uh, Batman's or Superman's. There's, there's not that many to go with. Yeah, like, I mean... It's because it's either usually one of the pantheon of the Greek gods, like Ares, um, Hades kind of thing, that, like, aside from, like, say, the lower ones, it's probably Giganta, um, Cheetah, who else I can't think of on the top of my head. Um, I know I've been trying to do some more, like, Greek heroes and stuff like that, but, you know, aside, aside from that, it's like, you, there's none that really like stand out except for Cheetah. Yeah, and I think that's just sort of like it's kind of sad. I mean, because I know you mentioned before when we were watching, it's like you could you could use this movie to make her like as iconic as like the mm-hmm. Joker or something like that. Um, but I don't know. Maybe just it's sort of like one of those things where it's sort of like, well, she's like a a woman cat thing. Uh, I mean, I guess that's what we can do with her. I mm-hmm. mean. And I mean, I will say this: um, Maxwell Lord they did it in a way that I wasn't expecting. Because mm-hmm. uh, one of the, I, I know, I remember one of the most well-known things they did with him in the comics was that he was the one that tricked the Justice League into killing. And um, when Wonder Woman found out, he snapped her neck. Mm-hmm. Well, she snapped his neck. So, and that got shown off to the world, and no one can trust Wonder Woman again. I was like, damn, maybe they'll do something like that. And I, I kind of got the hints of that towards the end, because the the lasso was used in the middle of that. Okay. Um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty okay with what happened. Yeah, I think so too. Cause uh, I think it's mainly just, um, I think for that, uh, I, I, honestly, I, for me, I feel like they weren't gonna do that just because mm-hmm. it felt like Wonder Woman, like it did not seem like she was killing people in this movie, which no. you know, obviously is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, heck, there's like a whole action sequence in uh, when they're in Egypt where she just sort of like stops chasing Maxwell Lord in order to save these kids playing on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. So obviously like they definitely do a lot of like making Wonder Woman like actually heroic, which I think is nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't see that much in most superhero movies. Yeah, not a whole lot of actually going out and saving civilians mm-hmm. in in superheroes as much. So, you know, it's it's you know, it's kind of neat to see mm-hmm. that from Wonder Woman. Um but yeah, I kind of figured that they weren't gonna kill him just because I feel like ever since uh, Batman v Superman, oh, oh, you know, 
all the Zack Snyder's films mm. uh, with the, the DC universe. Uh, I think they slowly been sort of like backtracking on some of the the more darker aspects of that mm. universe. Um, so yeah, I think that's sort of half the reason as well as why uh, mm. we have these sort of like weird like retcon continuity stuff going on mm. is because you know these these like recent DC movies are sort of like trying to do their best to just like pull away from that stuff mm-hmm. and I'll say this um, I'm happy they're doing that but at the same time like you said like a lot of these retcons a lot of these changes it starts to feel like it's kind of like not part of the same story anymore because mm-hmm. that's what you said to me um, it feels like this is a different Wonder Woman than the one in the first one yeah and the one we see mm-hmm. you know later on like it, it it's interesting. Yeah, and I'm not hating on it. I think it's just fine, but it, I, I'm not going to lie. When I first heard of this film, I thought it was going to be like, oh, this is going to have nothing to do with any of the film. I feel like this is going to be a little too different from uh, from it to be an actual sequel or something like that. And I was right, because like what you said, it feels like there's a different one over than we got. Now that, being said, now that being said, I think it's still an okay movie. I don't agree with a lot of the the hate that goes with it. Um, I just think it's not as to par with the first one. Yeah, the first one had like a nice message that didn't beat you over the head with because that's something that this movie had. It kind of beat you over the head with. They established the 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 message at the beginning of the movie, and throughout it, and there's like little bits of moments where like they're showing off that message, but it's never really like fully gone into or explored, kind of stuff. Well, kind of maybe might be wrong. And then we, we have to end it with, like, a big speech that one woman gives to everybody. Because it, it ends with everyone having to renounce their wishes. And it's done in a way where, I swear to God, it's... This is what I'm saying, like, it's a little too cheesy. Or it reminds me of Superman 4. And it's probably because of the whole, we got rid of all the nukes. Well, yeah, because, uh, you know, since people are renouncing their wishes, obviously, uh, all the nukes that were wished up are just gone. I mean... I think what what helps it be like that kind of cheesy is because like there's like some militant in like a yeah middle eastern country wishing for mer- for some nukes and then we cut back to him after like the renouncing is like I renounce my you know yeah my wish I it's just like oh come on man I feel like we need to see that. we didn't need to see that like I feel like you know Muslim experience wouldn't be like that yeah it's like no I got this nuke it's mine now. <laughs> Not to be a little, not to be, uh... Not, not to be, like, very sort of, like, uh... I guess making assumptions of of certain people and if they were willing to renounce their wishes or not, but, like, come on, there had to be at least one guy who's like, I don't want to, I don't want to let go of my wish. No, I'm not letting go of my wish. You're crazy. <laughs> I'm finally rich. But then the monkey's paw thing happens, and then, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I, have to, I have to renounce my wish. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know, just the whole sequence was just really cheesy to me. Like, everyone was like, Looking at the camera, like, I renounce my wish, I renounce my wish, I renounce my wish. I'm like, okay, we get it. It's a very meaningful moment, but you're kind of, like, dragging it on a bit. Yeah. So, I think that's m- everything except for, like, the mid-credit scene. You want to talk about the mid-credit scene? Well, I'll lead up to the mid-credit scene. You know, and it's established, you know, they explained where the, the you know, the, the that armor that we all seen. In the trailers. In the trailers, the Alex Ross um, golden... Uh, some 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 fans like to call it the chicken armor because hmm. it looks like a because it has a it's like an eagle thing yeah if it looks a little more like a chicken and shit 
it, uh, it explains that oh, there's a a relic left behind by one who, like you know, st stood by and defended the Amazonians as they left for Themyscira, and this is her armor. It's all that's left of her, and then like this is all I found from her. And then she 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 puts on that suit and you know flies through the flies in to battle and and you know does her kick ass stuff. And then we cut to the make play scene. We find out that that Amazonian is still alive, and it's Linda Carter. <laughs> yeah, I think her name is Asteria. Asteria, yeah. Yeah, and you know we see it's just you see that hey, she's you know she's around. She's just doing her own thing, much like Diana. Mm -hmm. Which uh, one? It, it's it's kind of cute. Yeah, that we were because I'm pretty sure we didn't have a Linda Hamilton Carter Linda Carter uh, cameo in the first movie. So it's nice that we've sort of they they brought her in and not in sort of just incorporated her into the. Uh, mm -hmm universe as a sort of proto wonder woman mm -hmm. that, that was pretty that was pretty cool oh yeah i mean i guess we forgot to mention this uh wonder woman learns how to fly in this movie right that was weird i mean yeah like because the thing is like she i think she, in some iterations of the comic she can fly yeah some iterations she can't fly that's so, why you don't see a lot of the invisible jet anymore yeah which i guess is, you know, i think it's in the, in the comics is that was their way of getting rid of like the invisible jet and mm -hmm. being it cheesy it's sort of like she should just fly now. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's not that it didn't make sense. It just it feels kind of weird that we had to stop the movie for her to fly. Yeah, but at the same time, it's a bit of an emotional moment for her because this is the moment where like it's just after Steve mm -hmm. Trevor gives him you know she renounces her wish and Steve Trevor like, goes away. Mm -hmm. So and you know she takes his words about like flying and mm -hmm. how it works and just sort of uses it to motivate her to actually fly. Yeah, but I think the I think the problem is is it's kind of like the invisible jet thing. We already know she can fly in in the past movies, and her, you know, having this. Oh, well, yeah, you're right. It's an emotional moment. We just, you know, it's just it feels like it's we, like we've seen this already. You know, we don't need to see it again. Mm -hmm. Which I get, I get. But you know, I'm not, I'm not again. I'm not hating on that. It's just I feel like it's it's really weird because it's a it's a weird retcon. Yeah, but I mean, I don't. I think I still I, I still like the scene. Yeah, for the, for the most part, but mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's everything we have to say about the film. Yeah, and we were to put out different ratings. Okay, so what? So what? What is your rating and why? For me, I would put this. Uh, I would probably say like a solid seven. Seven. Like why? yeah, why? I because I think the original one for me is like around an eight. Uh, and maybe I, a nine, maybe. Um, so you know, I I feel like the movie is a bit of a disappointment, at least comparing it to the original. Mm -hmm. On its own, it seems okay. So you know, overall, uh, I mean, for me, the it's cheesy, not harmful. Yeah, it's not harmful. Uh, the cheesy, the cheesiness of some of the stuff, uh, like I can, like I'm fine with for the most part. Obviously, the ending's a bit, eh, a little. Well, just over the, just kind of like very cheesy, um, but for me, I think for the most part, I'm I'm fine with a lot of this stuff. Mm. I mean, I I I legit really like that they somehow found a way to incorporate the visible jet. Even though we've agreed it's stupid, it's dumb as hell. But I I just really find it cool that yeah. they just somehow like were able to incorporate it. I don't know because I always like those sort of like moments where like they acknowledge some of the dumber like comic book stuff yeah in old comic books like mm -hmm. hey I, I kid you not if man of steel or any future superman movie like somehow makes a reference to crypto 
like have an actual fucking alien dog that has superman powers i'd be like this is the best superman movie ever i don't care if it's if everything else doesn't make sense you're a simple man i'm a simple man show me crypto the super dog and i will love your movie um i'm right there with you i give it a seven out of ten i would give it a seven out of ten i feel like a lot of the stuff um while it does seem kind of problematic and questionable at best it's still not that harmful of a movie i don't think it's the worst one i think it's just coming off the rails of the first one which was really good um you guys know that i have an issue with the ending and how it kind of butchers its message i feel like this one has a good has a good message but it's like we it's like one that's not it's kind of um it's an overdone message and the present the way they present it is a little too like in your face and like just really do come on kind of stuff so i mean i'm giving it a seven because at, at the same it's not harmful it's not but i can i feel like in with enough time maybe if i really you know wanted not to like it i would have given it something worse but i feel like a seven is just good because it's still uh, i still found some stuff to enjoy out of it but there's still uh, there's also aspects i'm like man you know just give it a couple more more like right you know just Put it, put the writing in the oven a bit lo- a little longer, and you would have gotten a good movie. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. I feel like it probably would may have been like may have needed at least a little bit more like I guess rewrites and some of these stuff to make it a bit more concise mm-hmm. and uh, more, make it a little more sense. Yeah, but I you know uh, I'm not sure if some of that was uh, affected by current events. I don't. I hope it's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, well. I don't think I think it was done before current events. It was just the issue of releasing it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, you know, it just it just feels like really you know disappointing to have. And I and we, I think everyone has their right to enjoy it and not. I think it's just I think we could, but I think the consensus is it's very disappointing, mm-hmm. especially coming off of the the first one. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason why I think the the rating for this on Rotten Tomato. Which is an aggregator, so it's not the official, you know, end all be all. Yeah, it's just like what people generally think of this of of the movie, like where they rate it, and they give it a. The last I checked was a sixty eight. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we're a little more forgiving. That's because you know, not because we're just comic book fans, but also like, it's not terrible. Yeah, like I don't think it's. I don't think it deserves a lot of the hate it's getting online. No, it doesn't. I don't. I don't think it does either. It's it's fine. It's not. It's it's the same argument I make about Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Like, with enough deep reading, you can come to hate it. But as a product that is presented to you as a film, it's just all right. Yeah. There's nothing really like bad about it. Nothing really like offensive. It's not really you know. Some people like this throw it as like you know like feminist not feminazi whatever but it's really not yeah especially this movie's not it's no. just it's just done over the top in some areas like i said earlier about the men like guys i like look i've seen and i've there's cat calling is a thing cat, you know <laughs> it's happened i've seen it and it's not that you sh- and if you want to incorporate it in a film that's fine but I mean, just don't make it seem like it's all the guys yeah and i mean i get it maybe they didn't realize it and i get it works within like the moment of that story but it just feels so weird yeah and the stuff with the 
well, we, well, we like to call him Steve Trevor, uh, Trevor Steve. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that is the funny joke I made uh, when I was like, I think initially when I was seeing like trailers for the movie, I was like, what if he just comes back? But the because mon- I because I knew about like yeah. the Wishing Stone having a monkey paw effect. I was like thinking like maybe like he comes back, but he's just a different person. And he's like he looks like him, but his like name is like I don't know Trevor Steve or something like that. Yeah. And uh, that's why, but obviously that, that wasn't the case. But I, but you know, we we sort of called the guy that Steve Trevor was inhabiting Trevor Steve just because it'd be really funny if that it was the really case. Funny. But I mean, like, it's uh, I think the problem most comes with just the wishing stone as it is, because there's because it, it leaves so many so much implication. Like, what if that guy? And we know it's he's not. But what if like he was married, had kids, and like. <laughs> One day they see like their like these kids see their dad with another woman. What could that lead? Yeah, you know. Thankfully, it doesn't seem like he. He looks like he's single. Thankfully. Thankfully. Uh, but yeah, it, it could in in like uh in a real world scenario that that could lead to a lot of problems. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's that's why I'm saying like everything is questionable because like you're like wait how does this work? Is this you know you know what level of monkey paw are we going? Yeah. And you know going back to our my other statement, it's not. This movie is not harmful. There's a lot of people that might want to make it seem a little bit more than it is than others, but really, it's not doing anything that's like overtly, you know, trying to damage somebody. Yeah. Um, do I think Patty Jenkins needs needs to right be a part of Wonder Woman three? Uh, I'm not sure. You? Well, I feel like she might be slated to do the third one. Because mm-hmm. because uh, a lot of people are concerned because the moment like the aggravator stuff you know on Rotten Tomatoes you know starts showing down a lot of unfavorable reviews for Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four like oh what does this mean for Patty Jenkins does it mean that she lost her her you know director the director seat for Rogue Squadron movie um, does this what is going to happen why are they giving her Wonder Woman three if it's so bad and I'm just like it's not really that bad. And also, you know, it, you know, obviously, like, she probably has something to do with it. But, I mean, you also got to talk about the writers as well, right? Yeah, and if we're talking about writers, it's weird. We got Jeff Johns, who is, like, Mr. DC. Like, I can go into a whole conversation as to his position in DC and how it has changed. But, like, basically, he's, like, the guy who knows all, like, the lore of DC. Like, he is the encyclopedia, the walking encyclopedia of DC. Yeah. Which, like... Probably tells you some of this, why some of the decisions were made. Yeah. But he's also one of the guys who, like, also kind of is the reason why Wonder Woman was so good. Yeah. So, you, you know, it's obviously you got to, like, just look at, like, what are the factors here. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think um, it's more to it than just saying, oh, the director did a bad job. Mm-hmm. Oh, the writer did a bad job. Probably it was a mix of both. Yeah. Like, I mean, I remember hearing that there was an, um, from someone, from an uh, review. That I talked about where uh, they, and the, they they quoted an article where saying that this movie kind of uh, that Pat Jenkins took like the wrong thing the things that she thought that she didn't like she didn't understand what made Wonder Woman one so good and she brought that into Wonder Woman two, mm. which I'm like I can kind of see what they're saying with this and but at the same time I like it's like I said it's not a harmful movie yeah it's just kind of okay. And that's probably why a lot of us are very upset with and very disappointed with it. Because, like, riding off of Wonder Woman, 
which was such skin, you could have easily been better. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there that Wonder Woman has to make a movie good. And who knows, maybe we'll get another third one. Maybe, yeah. So, what else is there to talk about? I think that's it. I think that we yeah. discovered everything. Yeah, I think we covered everything. Uh, if there's anything I missed, uh, well, uh, let us know. But, you know, like I said, this is not a terrible movie. It's not. Like, this could have easily been a bad movie. Yeah, I definitely could. I mean, you know, obviously, like, you know, the sequels always take a bit of a gamble of, like, will it, will it capture the original or will it just flop hard? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case. I don't think it, uh, it... It's not, like, as good as the original, but it's definitely not, like, bad. It's not Suicide Squad. Yeah, well, clearly there's, like, worse DC films than this film. Oh, yeah. Considering their track record, there's a lot worse. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, overall, Wonder Woman, pretty solid movie. It's pretty solid. I wouldn't, I would say this, I probably wouldn't watch it again, but then again, half the time I've already watched any movies more than once. Yeah, I get what you mean, but, you know, overall, Wonder Woman 84, solid movie. Solid movie. It gets, it's a good seven. Yeah. I think, um, some people might hate it more, because I know there's a lot of people that hate it, like, like, Birds of Prey was a very, you know, decisive film. Mm-hmm. Like, I know some people that hate it, I know people, some people that loved it. Personally, I'm like, eh. Yeah. Really? But, you know. Yeah, and this is another one in their F files. It's just it's weird because we were we were we were, we were rolling hard. We were rolling some some good movies, and we had to we had to have a, a year a uh, year or two kind of meh movies. Some well, one could be bad if you want. Whatever you want, you choose. That's up to you. But yeah, guys, thanks for taking us to listen to. Um, we are back for the new year again. This episode is being recorded before, but the release time it will be the new year, and we're gonna have a lot of fun. Um, we got a lot more stuff planned for the year. Hopefully. We will be able to do more stuff. Who knows? It's all up in the air. But, uh, if you guys did enjoy us, please uh, follow us on in, uh, social medias, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Geeks Centurions. If you follow us on Instagram, you will find the link tree to all of our podcasting sites that we are officially with, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, Pandora, all that good stuff. Also... If you like us there and you want to see how we, we want to see, uh, you know, put a face to the voice, we are also on YouTube where you can like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell icon to let us know how we are, follow us there, help us get big there. And, you know, if you want to you leave a comment there, let, let us know. Maybe I can do something better. And what else is there? Patreon is also a thing Yeah. that we have where you can support us and... Anyways, we can. Like I said, we weren't able to do a lot of stuff this year. Hopefully, with with you guys and the stuff that you are able to do like the Patreon, we can do some stuff twice as more. So yeah, and you know, I think this has been a pretty good year for our podcast, though. Yeah, we and had some good episodes, some great ones. Yeah, and uh, ho- hopefully, uh, this coming year, twenty twenty one, you know, we continue to uh, mm-hmm. make some uh, good content. Mm-hmm. Again, this is being recorded. Right? Uh, I'll say probably my, one of my favorite ones we did last year was probably the fighting game, the FGC episode, and the Godzilla episode. It's probably one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll probably, you know, maybe we'll I'll, we'll I'll do a post about some of our favorite episodes that we did. So we'll see. Anyways, guys, thanks for taking the listen to. Hope you guys enjoyed Wonder Woman 1988 and 24. If you didn't, that's okay. I'm not gonna hate on you. If you did, you know, I'm important more power to you. But aside from that, it's been fun. Uh, We really enjoyed our time here. And for the rest of you guys, peace. Happy New Year.